we began this uh, this actual play with uh, Pax and Roland, uh, two white collar criminals uh, in a in a uh, prison caravan uh, heading to Alanistead in the Garden region of Manifest. Um, uh, I believe Pax is a little bit of a sneak thief, maybe a, a, a runaway uh, indentured servant. Um, and, uh, Roland is a con artist who, uh, got found out at the university he was a fake professor at. Uh, <laughs> right? Did I got that right? I mean, I was a real professor without the correct credentials. Fake And also stole from them. <laughs> <laughs> Embezzling funds, fake professor, yeah. Um, uh, and they were, uh, in, shackled together in a prison wagon um, alongside the notorious Rufus Nash, uh, who is the leader of the Dead Man's Gang. Um, uh, it seemed that this caravan uh, uh, was uh, all part, being part in this caravan was all part of Rufus Nash's plan as uh, they got to some treacherous terrain and uh, the Dead Man's Gang came out in full force assaulting the caravan, um, killing off marshals left and right. Rufus disappeared into the, uh, into the uh, fog of war, but not before he offered Pax and Roland a chance to you know, help them uh, loot the caravan for some extra spurs. Um, however, Pax and Roland had no interest in joining these murderous crazies, uh, so they were gathering their things, and then they were uh, approached by one of the marshals, um, who, in his desperation, chose to trust them with what he believed the uh, the dead man's gang was after. An extremely sophisticated, uh, sleek black metal lockbox with a really technologically advanced uh, locking mechanism uh, that neither Pax nor Roland could figure out exactly how to crack. Um they took the marshal's deal and uh, stole a, stole the prison wagon and made to a cave somewhat nearby, um, waiting for the marshal to join them. This was Marshal Leonard Yen. Um, and uh, while they waited, they drew the attention of some axe handle hounds um, and had to uh, shoot their way out of that mess. Um, shoot and stab their way out of that mess, I suppose. Um, uh, and the final axe handle hound, which was proving a little tough for them, uh, at the very end of the session, got its head blown clean off by a, a shot coming from the shadows of the cave mouth. Um, it is uh, it is nighttime. There is a campfire inside this cave, giving you a little bit of light. Pax and Roland, and you hear uh, you hear footsteps approach after that uh, gunshot rang out. Uh, the smoke of the sleeping, uh, the, the sleep toxin grenade uh, has cleared and dissipated. Um, and uh, you see the shape of someone approaching the firelight. And as uh, they walk out of the shadows, you recognize the face of Marshal Yen. Um, however, uh, you immediately are able to tell that something is wrong. Uh, Leonard Yen... Uh, looks worse for wear. It looks like he... You did see him get hit in the shoulder, and that wound is nice and bloody still. It uh, looks like he has some other minor wounds on, along his abdomen. His eye is swollen almost completely shut. He's got a cut on his temple as if he was hit with the butt of a rifle. Um, and his hands are shackled. 
And just behind him, as he walks into the uh, campfire light, you see the muzzle followed by the hand of a pistol uh, up against the back of his head. Um, you can easily tell that this is an extremely nice pistol, an extremely good six-shooter. It has uh, lots of uh, sophisticated modifications on it. Um, possibly uh, it has been augmented with hard caliber technology, um, uh, supercharging the ammunition to make it uh, the weapon that you would typically associate with a, with a gunslinger. Um, but uh, uh, following behind him is a, a woman who... You may have glimpsed during the fog, uh, hard to say for sure. Um, she kind of looks like the uh, similar rough and tumble type as, uh, as the rest of the Dead Man's Gang. She's wearing, uh, uh, you know, like a black leather um, uh, vest and has her sleeves rolled up and has uh, marksman leather gloves uh, with a couple fingers cut out um, as she walks out one pistol against the marshal's head and the other lazily hanging by her side. Uh, she has... Um, caramel colored skin, dark wavy hair, um, uh, dark eyes, and a kind of wry smile on her face. And quickly as she enters the light, uh, you see multiple other forms in the shadows as uh, the rest of the dead man's gang uh, seem to uh, approach you as well. Um, you do recognize Rufus Nash, his matted hair pulled back into a ponytail now. Um, uh, revealing a gleeful uh, face with kind of a little uh, malicious twinkle in his eye. Um, and uh, he, you know, grins and goes, Well, I'll be damned. Y'all made it out in one piece. Uh, rolling in packs, was it? Get this, these two chatterboxes were my cellmates for part of the trip. And there's like a, a mild chuckle through the and like response through the dead man's gang. Uh, uh, you see that Rufus uh, is still wearing his prison uh, fatigues, um, but he has uh, since put over like a large uh, leather duster um, uh, that has like a few bullet holes in the back. You see as it flows behind him. Um, and uh, uh, you, uh, everyone else is in normal attire. You do kind of see off to the side one other person. Person, uh, who is in prison fatigues and is not wearing like any other clothes and seems just a little less comfortable with the situation uh, than the rest of the Dead Man's Gang. And you see the Dead Man's Gang uh, immediately start like, they're like making, this is their place now. Like they're walking around like they own the place, right? They start they start uh, looking around. Uh, yeah, the as they as they start coming, I'll say, oh, good, you've, you've found the base we set up for you. We thought... You've got this handled. Me and Pax, we're not interested in, you know, a share of the loot. Our freedom's more than enough. So we thought we would strike out and sort of find a home base for you to set up in after your very successful raid on the caravan, which clearly we've done. And so, so now now you've got a place to stay the night that's safe and sheltered. And, and we found that for you. <laughs> His, his, his eyes light up like he's amused, and he goes, Oh, well, uh, well, it's strange that you never communicated that with me. You just kind of disappeared off into the into the, uh, into the the fog, but, you know. You found I, your way here, didn't you? We knew you were capable. I thought it was implied. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulate at a minus five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, sure. This is worth a lot of grit right away. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I got to spend three to go at strong to ignore these penalties. And then I got to spend two more to play to the gallery and count these two 14s. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's another 14. How about that? Well, you're, you're up against an 11. Okay, I've got three 14s. Nice! That's a three. He sits there for a second, he kind of like uh, sizes you up a little bit. And, um, and then he goes, Well, damn, you are a strange fella, but I do appreciate the gesture. Uh, now this some bitch, he says, uh, and everyone starts chuckling a little bit as he kind of like uh, uh, steps up and slaps an a overly friendly hand on the shoulder of the marshal who winces a little bit. Um, it's like his wounded shoulder. Uh, and he goes, we caught this some bitch uh, running like a stuck pig back towards the nearest settlement. No doubt to uh, LRC for reinforcements. Uh, and it weren't too long before we spotted the trail you apparently left for us. Uh, and uh, now, I, I, I just... In the interest of fairness, uh, I just want to make things clear. Something I wasn't able to really say during the heat of battle. Uh, everything the car uh, in that caravan was claimed by the Dead Man's Gang the moment I got shackled up. You understand? Sure, of course. Obviously, we don't want any of it. Just sort of the things that we have now is plenty yeah, uh, at this moment, you see, like, they're already starting to ru run, like, rummage through the what's left of the wagon that you guys already started salvaging a little bit. Um, and uh, they're kind of looking around, like, sizing up the, like, depth and, of this shallow cave. Um, there's about nine of them all together. Um, and uh, you see uh, there's a couple moments where, uh, like, one person walks a little too close for comfort uh, by where you guys buried the lockbox. <laughs> um, uh, they kind of like are standing there looking around, but they don't seem to notice the disturbed earth. You guys did a good enough job kind of, uh, covering your tracks there. Um, and, uh, he goes, well, that's, that's the thing. I, I may be a thieving bastard, but I ain't unreasonable. I'll let you keep your personal effects. But, uh, this here wagon and anything you may have found aboard it does belong to me. That includes anything you may or may not have found in that lockbox I saw y'all rummaging through. And then he kind of like leans in a little close. Uh, I, uh, Roland, I assume you've gotten up at this point. Not You're not just like laying on the ground still? Oh, <laughs> sure. You know, at the most convenient opportunity to rise to my feet during the conversation. I'm not going to talk to a man from my ass if I can yeah. help it. So he, he walks up like uh, uncomfortably close to you and kind of like brushes a little dust off your shoulder. And he goes... Y'all didn't find anything interesting, did you? Something that by rights belongs to me now? I think we've already established that we considered you at every juncture of our journey from there to this cave. I would have told you if we found anything that I thought you'd be interested in. All right, you can roll manipulate, no modifier, because you did uh, you did actually earn his, uh, a modicum of his his belief from the uh, from the three night hits you got before. He's like, this guy's weird, but I think he's telling the truth. <laughs> uh, does my dress to impress come into play here? 
as uh, I look yeah. battle hardened now. Yeah, yeah. You you you're in your like in your armor and stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I did very good earning his trust, and now he'll just shoot me for this. <laughs> uh, you're up against a ten. Uh, I don't have numbers that beat that. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no way to spend grid or anything. I well, just what was your spent... number? Because that's gonna that's gonna uh, augment his net hits over or his net uh, successes over you. Ah, no, yeah, I was going to spend this last grip, but you know what? I think I'm going to need it to not die. Um, <laughs> uh, my highest is a four. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, you say that to him, and he, uh, he goes, Huh. Roland, I know we just met, and, uh, and hell, you know, what's an uneasy situation we find ourselves in in this cave? Well, you know, you very clearly outnumbered and outgunned by me and my crew. Maybe, uh, maybe you want to try and rephrase your wording on that question. I, I'd hate for us to just not be friends anymore, Roland. I thought we were Roland, becoming not- friends. It's not a, it's, sorry, just tell him, just tell him about the cubes that we got from the mechanical horse that we used to start the fire. You, we, he can have the two cubes. You can have the two cubes. I don't want to get shot over two cubes, Roland. Sure, sorry. I, you know, old habits, you, you know what it is. You're in the life of crime. You get your hands on a little bit and all of the, you know, you start thinking about how to keep it away from those who might take it. And obviously, listen. We've just become friends. I'm still getting over the, you know, you're in a very powerful and prestigious gang. You sort of take things for a living. It's just instinct, right, to, to try and protect. Yeah, you can have the cubes we got from salvaging the horse. Uh, so, um, Pax, go ahead and roll a manipulate to assist Roland here. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, not, it's, I'm pretty bad at it. Just don't beef it. Oh. What? I got a hit. That's a plus one for you, Roland. (laughs) I got a four. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) That's a lot of 16s and 19s. (laughs) Uh, I got a 10 as my highest. Yeah, that that beats me. I, I have a six. Okay, so I've got uh, two net hits over a six. Okay, so you hand over the, the two cubes. You can take them out of your inventory. He, uh, uh, You, like, kind of pull out the sack that you, like, started loading the, like, supplies into, and he goes, he kind of grins, because, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I understand, but, wow, you were about ready to get killed over two cubes. <laughs> This guy, am I right? You are a perplexing individual, Roland. Well, y'all are in luck. Now that we're uh, we're being open and honest with each other, and he um, uh, he like grabs a sack and hands it off to uh, another guy um, in the group. He has like kind of matted hair, uh, kind of a wild look in his eyes. You see, he's missing one. Uh, he's missing his pinky finger as he grabs the bag. 
Um, and he goes off to kind of rummage through it. And then uh, they start like, you know, he's like, they're kind of like taking stock of, of what they can do with this wagon. And he goes, the dead man's gang has use for some unfamiliar faces uh, over the next few days. Uh, this fella here, uh, what'd you say your name was, partner? He says, gesturing towards you, uh, Seth's character. <laughs> Seth, what does your character look like? <laughs> so he's a, he's a gentleman. Uh, I guess he doesn't have his clothes, right? So he's, You don't he's, have your clothes right now. He's got a, a silver tooth on, on this side and a, a tattoo in the left corner of his left eye that looks a little something like this, if that shows up. Okay. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's like, you know, like, medium height, medium build, and he says, uh, McCharlotte! Kinsey McCharlotte! And he goes, that's right, Mr. McCharlotte. Now, you two and, uh, Kinsey here are the only other prisoners that had the grit to walk out of that shit show alive. And that, to me, says y'all are not only resourceful, but you have a keen sense for self-preservation. And he glances uh, over to the bag of cubes. He goes, as far as I can tell, at least. <laughs> now, them's qualities I can use. There's a town not too far from here. Y'all posse up with us for the ride there, and I'll have some work for you once we arrive. Sure. That seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes... Turn down an offer of gainful employment, yes? And he goes, hot damn, there's that go-getter spirit I'm on the lookout for. Now pack up your bags, folks, and uh, bring down that wagon over there. We got a lot of road to cover before the good marshal's friends try to pick up our trail. Pax, Roland, welcome to the Dead Man's Gang. Great. <laughs> this is great. I'm so excited about this. I just wanted to join the gang. And you see as they, they quickly start, like, taking apart that wagon, um, as, like, they start, like, lighting up the space a little bit better, you see that they have um, the the cargo wagon uh, from the caravan still in one piece, um, and also uh, a very, like, armored and modified uh, flatbed um, uh, truck uh, with, like, off-road suspension. Um and as, like, they start, you guys start collecting your things, um, uh, you kind of, like, you get, like, a brief look from Marshall Yen, who's, like, looking at you guys a little, like, a little expectantly before he gets, like, pulled off and, like, kind of, like, shoved into the back of the truck. Um, and uh, uh, Rufus Nash uh, goes around and goes, let me do some quick introductions here. Uh, you know uh, myself, Rufus, and uh, Mr. McCharlotte here, and... Uh, well, that over there is Rosa Valantes. You do not want to get on the wrong side of her. Uh, he gestures to uh, the woman with the two extremely fine pistols slung low on her hips. Um, uh, she doesn't seem to be helping with any of the uh, the breaking down. She's kind of like exclusively in charge of, of looking over the, uh, uh, the marshal, at least for now. Um, and he goes, that fella there missing the pinky, that's, uh, that's Maddie. Um, uh, you can call him Madman if you want. He gets a kick out of that. Uh, then we got, uh, uh, Miguel Reyes up there in the back of the truck. Uh, you did get a glimpse of, uh, Miguel. Um, uh, he has, um, uh, short hair shaved on one side, uh, uh like completely shaved on one side. 
Um, uh, he's got uh, some scarring, like burn scarring on like his, uh, uh, like creeping up his neck. Um, and he's wearing like thick leathers. And uh, you saw him, uh, you saw this truck driving around during in the fog of the fight. And you also saw the outline of someone with an extremely large firearm, just like full auto, just like spraying into the, into the crowd. Um, uh, and, uh, you, you imagine that's probably, uh, Miguel because you see him shoulder that massive, uh, firearm. Uh, it's like kind of like way too large to like, for, for like anyone else to like, really like uh, either of you, maybe, maybe you packs could, could like handle this, uh, firearm, uh, if you knew how to shoot really well. Um, but it's got like rotating barrels and like a, a big like drum of uh, belt fed uh, ammunition coming up from the bottom. Uh, and he kind of like shoulders it up and like gives you like a, a, a nod as he like lights a cigarette. <clears throat> and he goes, oh, that over there is uh, the bully. Uh, uh, he says, gesturing to uh, an extremely large, like six and a half foot tall broad-shouldered man with dark skin, um, uh, like, kind of a a short-cropped, like, mohawk um, that goes back into, like, a little bit of a rat tail. Um, And uh, he's uh, wearing, like, thick armor. He has uh, leaned up against uh, the truck. You see he's leaned up like a giant, like, tower shield. Um, And this massive, uh, uh, if you could call it a club, it's almost like the shape and like, it's almost a little ornate. It looks like, it looks like a massive, like uh, a pillar or like candlestick that has been like broken off of something and then modified into like a hardened, like effective weapon. Um, And he's got that leaning up against the shield. Um, uh, And that's about like a seven foot tall, like post Um, that is apparently his club. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't really like, uh, like he doesn't do introductions. He just keeps moving around. He's like hauling a bunch of the, like the materials they're getting from this wagon into the, into the truck. Uh, and he goes, that fellow there uh, at the cave of the mouth, uh, Samuel, make yourself known. Uh, and, uh, you see, um, uh, just coming out of the shadows, uh, on the back of that Ache you saw, um, is, uh, is a man, um, a little bit older, like maybe like late forties, early fifties. He's got, uh, uh, graying hair, uh, pulled back into like a, a short braid. Um, uh, he's wearing like furs and leather. Looks like his armor was made, uh, made like by him. It doesn't look like store-bought or anything like that. Um, uh, and he's just kind of like petting the mane of his Ache, that massive red bull, creature that you saw in the uh in the fight um and he kind of gives you like a little two-finger wave and he goes that's a that's samuel hofstetter he don't talk too much uh we got sierra phillips over there gestures to uh, a woman with dark hair dark eyes um slender frame kind of short um she's wearing like black like tight-fitting leathers and has a, a very modified like compound bow slung over her back um and uh and he goes and uh, Cho Saxon there behind the wheel and gestures. And there's uh, the driver of the truck uh, leans out the window, gives you a wave. Um, uh, she uh, uh, also dark black hair kind of pulled back um, uh, out of her face. Um, and uh, she kind of just gives you like a little like, howdy. And he goes, we make, oh, and uh, uh, yeah, you met Kenzie. So uh, that's it. We make up the dead man's gang. You are in illustrious company, my friends. Happy to meet you all. Um, very excited to be a part of this new venture. 
Um, I look forward to getting to know each and every one of you. Just so grateful for the opportunity. All right, get, get the stick out of your ass there, <laughs> Roland. It's all right. You don't have to be so damn proper. Uh, looks like we're about done uh, breaking down that wagon. If y'all want to uh, uh, hop in the the car, the caravan carriage there with uh, with uh, Kinsey and um, who would be driving that? Uh, Kinsey and uh, uh, Sierra. Uh, uh, we can get on our way. Uh, we do. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, so you climb into the back of this, uh, uh, this hover wagon that was, uh, looks like it's been ransacked. It's not like pretty, it was probably in pretty good order, but like all the cupboards are open. A lot of the stuff is like everywhere. Um, uh, uh, Kinsey, you saw, um, uh, as the the dead man's gang like has like thoroughly ransacked this uh, this wagon um, and up there at the top uh, you see uh, Sierra uh, kind of like uh, very deftly kind of hop her way up onto the seat uh, grabbing the reins to control the automaton horses uh, you three are able to climb into the back of uh, of the wagon um, just the three of you you see uh, the bully that very very large guy. Um, he grabs his uh, shield and uh, and club and like slings them over his back and then climbs onto a very very large uh, motorcycle that's parked on the at the mouth of the cave uh, and it's like very like a low rider. He kind of like sits back like leaning very comfortably in it uh, and revs up the engine um, and then the rest of them like pile into the uh, uh, pile into the truck. A couple of them sitting in the back of the bed and the rest and Rufus and. Cho and uh, Rosa sitting in the cab uh, itself. Uh, and uh, you guys start heading northeastward. Nice and That's cozy. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Foley. Yeah. Uh, just sorry, continue, nice. Kinsey. Uh, nice and cozy back here, I suppose, the three of us. Um, yeah, it's packed rather tightly, I think. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Roland. This is Pax. Your Roland name was Pax, yes. Mackenzie, was it? Kinsey, Kinsey McCharlotte. Kinsey McCharlotte. Sorry, it's yeah, uh, thank you. Not the usual combination of those syllables. <laughs> um. So, um, uh, how how did you come to join this gang? Are you new also? Is yeah, this your no. first day in the gang? As a matter of fact, it's nice to have other new faces to, to commiserate with. Uh, yes, no, I was just on the wagon train, as uh, as I assume you were, uh, heading towards my fate at Alonistead, uh, when the the wagon got hit and, uh, well, the the woman driving this uh, this hover wagon, she, she gave us the option of either faring for ourselves, locked up to a, basically a trap, or helping them take the rest of the uh, wagon train, so I decided to, why not? <laughs> Better than being locked in and probably burning to death. <laughs> it does sort of seem the better of the two options. Yes. No, no, no. Two of you big fans of you know, murdery shooting type things? Um, I would like to gauge how big a fan 
uh, Kinsey McCharlotte is of the murdery <laughs> shooting type things before I respond. <laughs> uh, we could roll off or, or uh, uh, Kinsey, if you're not being particularly coy, he can probably get a pretty good read on you. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for you to figure out that, no, I'm, I'm not particularly fond of uh, the amount of violence I've spotted so far on this uh, venture. I mean, you know, I I don't like to resort to violence, but, you know, I've, I've had to in the past, and, you know, I'm willing to do it again to survive. It's dangerous uh, out here. Listen, and how about you, Pax? Uh, I don't, usually the people I interact with don't even know that I'm there. So, take that, I guess, as you will. I suppose that probably means you aren't shooting too many people then, because I think people would notice that, yes? Yeah, not often. And never, never shooting. Guns are, ugh, gross. Not sure I understand what that means, but I will, I will say it is rather a relief to hear. <laughs> Perhaps we're on the same page about um, our particular feelings towards this gang of people. I mean, don't get me wrong. They seem like a wonderful gang. I... We like they... them very, very they... much. We like them very, very much. They're my favorite gang that I've met. <laughs> and and how many gangs have you met in the past then oh you know there's you know obviously you know there's a dead man's gang now um yes. sort of That's the what... you know the the ramblers down south and, uh, <laughs> the, the shark oh, fins up north you know i've had some dealings with sort of um the rocket riders in the west you know can I, uh, you know, I'm a man of can the I people. Can I tell if these are real gangs or not? <laughs> um, I feel like it's a pretty good chance that he could lie to you, but you could roll connections, maybe, and see if you've heard of any of these gangs. I don't see why not. The first question is, uh, is, this, is this truthful, Roland? Oh, absolutely not. This is the first <laughs> gang I've ever met in person. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, let me all the time doing this correctly. Yes, yes, yes. Let's take this one out of there, then. Yes, that is one success, and it's a three. Okay, you've heard of a few different gang names, um, and none of these are gang names that you've heard of. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't, you wouldn't say you have an extensive catalog of every <laughs> friggin' uh, outlaw, you know, band in like the garden and the and the badlands and all that but you're a pretty well traveled man and uh uh the, like none of these names ring a bell you're just like he's like you know the shark fins up north you're like no nah, i haven't heard of them and i know a few of the gangs up north <laughs> none of those sound readily uh, recognizable to me but if you Oh, I suppose you say so, don't you? I mean, they're up-and-comers, you know. You probably haven't heard of them. It's... <laughs> but the way you spoke to me, was, it was as though you, you expected me to know about them. You know, I thought you were you were hip. So either you're um... very pretentious about your gangs, or, or they're not a real gang? 
No, it's I thought you were cool and would have heard them, but um... <laughs> is, is this an open bed wagon? <laughs> no, no, it is a covered wagon. Um, oh, can, can I flip on the top of it and like, like not be here? <laughs> sure. I mean, the only other seat because there's a bunch of like cargo on the top. The only yeah. other seat is right next to Sierra. Yeah. Okay, so you climb out the window and climb up next to Sierra, who, like, kind of gives you a side-long glance and then goes, What? They're chatty. Mm. And, then, <laughs> and then she doesn't say anything else. <laughs> That's fine. So she's the, the pleasant type, I take it. Um, yes. Uh, very knifey. It's ex sure. extremely knifey in my experience. <laughs> Comment about the guns makes sense now. She prefers bladed weapons to. I, I cannot stress extremely good with a knife. <laughs> Just stabbing, or does she throw them as well? Uh, you know, it, it it was so short ago, you know, kind of in real time, and yet so many things have happened, I don't recall if she was... Just um, kind of lost in the blur of the fog, sure. I'm yeah, sure. you know. Um, I don't think she ended up throwing any knives, I guess, the actual hand. Who's to say? I have no doubt she probably is. But, um... No. It's just all a blur, really. Roland, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Mostly because I'm not very good at it in the first place, but um, you seem as though person uh, you are a person I could probably trust. Uh, being on the first day on the job, as it were, and uh, for a moment I thought we were going to have to hunt you down. I'm surprised that we aren't doing that currently, but it, I'm not too excited about joining them on this next job. How about yourself? I mean, you know, I'm always looking for work, and I'm happy to, you know, meet new people with business opportunities and as i'm saying this i'm pulling out a small notepad because i'm pretty <laughs> sure that sierra is not going to turn around and look at us and i'm writing down as i continue talking about how good this is that we are now part of this gang i'm just gonna write down gods no i'm running away from them as soon as i can <laughs> <laughs> ah yes i see your point absolutely and i agree fully as well I say loudly out of the back of the wagon. Can, can I hear them at all? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, you definitely great. heard that last bit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, all right, um, so you guys travel for the better part of a day. Um, they do take a, a brief break along the way um, for everyone to like relieve themselves off the side of the road. Um, and... Uh, uh, but, like, basically the automaton horses are are moving at relatively quick speed because it is a hover wagon, so it's not, like, super, like, jumbly. Um, and then uh, the, the, like, motorcycle and um, uh, truck seems well-suited to go at high speeds off-roads uh, as you guys kind of beeline across the country um, uh, uh, in uh, the northeastern direction. Um, and you stop a, a couple times along the way, but they're really, like, trying to, like, not stop and, like, set up camp for, like, a whole day's time. So, you, you know, you have to catch some shut-eye in, um, uh, in the back of the wagon um, uh, for, for those of you who haven't had a chance to, like, rest yet. Um, uh, and um, the couple of times you do stop, 
you do get a glimpse uh, as they kind of pull um, the bound uh, Marshall Leonard Yen um, out of the back of the truck, like by the ankles, like dragging him out and throwing him onto the onto the ground. And then they like, you know, they undo the rope around his ankles so that he can like stand up and then they like shove him over towards uh, uh, towards like some bushes and like, you know, like be like, it's now or never, Marshall. Uh, to like get him to like relieve himself in in the bushes, um, and then like every time like he does like it doesn't seem like he's necessarily trying to make a break for it or anything. But if there's ever a moment where he doesn't move exactly in the way they want, they do like you know hit him in like the in the ribs or like kick down his legs to make him fall down. Uh, they are uh, abjectly cruel to uh, uh, to um, Marshall Yen. You notice. Uh, but yeah, Master. that's just a couple of glimpses you get along the way. Marshall seems like a decent enough fellow. No, you know, not that I'm a, that big of a fan of somebody who's taking me to prison, but you know, they do seem to be treating him awfully harshly. Did he do something to this particular gang other than obviously take a leader? Oh, well, I mean, again, obviously, no love for law enforcement, but... Um, you know, I don't know the whole story. Maybe, maybe it's sort of a long-standing feud or rivalry or. Um, Wasn't I, it just I, that he had ha- had something, right? Maybe. Like, Who's to say if yeah. he did or didn't have something? Wasn't it all set up? Wasn't that? Didn't he say it was? He had set it up. Like he got arrested and was on this transport because he. You wanted something from the transport? Was that not? Oh, sure, right. Rufus did say that. Um, yeah. And I'm remembering that from that and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> of there maybe being something. <laughs> Kinsey, this does, uh, this does ring a bell for you with your experience as they had you kind of standing guard with the other prisoners um, while they looted through the caravan and kept yelling, It ain't here! I'm telling you, it ain't here! <laughs> Yes, yes, that's right. That does check. That also makes sense why they're keeping him alive, then. Yeah, I mean, uh, sh- surely, I mean, surely he's the only one who would know where something like that, should it exist, is. What, whatever it is. Whatever it might be. <laughs> Yes. Could, yes. May or may not be. Yes. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is is Pax, I'm gonna need you to roll uh manipulate. Um uh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with manipulate. Uh and and uh Kinsey, you can roll discipline uh to try like just you know, Roland is above and beyond uh, uh your capacity to read, but Pax might be given a little bit too much away here. That's despite very the way, you, Tommy. <laughs> despite the, the way Dan is going about talking, <laughs> that is uh, one success with a high of five. Ah, shit! <laughs> <laughs> I also have a five. Uh, oh, tie goes to the aggressor, which actually would be you in this instance, Pax. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, you are the I one who is actively lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. How I, many? How many? Met? Yes, all of them. No, just one five. It is the highest I can roll on manipulate. Nice. 
Okay, so, uh, Kinsey, you... Something is fishy about it. You don't know exactly what it is. They're like... It seems like they're, they're, they're like, a little contrived the way they're talking about it. Um, you're, you're not sure what they know, but you can kind of tell they know more than they're letting on. Yes. Kind of um, like cagey vibe in the air, but sure, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're career criminals. We're just sort of cagey by nature. <laughs> <laughs> that I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, continue. Um, on the road, and eventually uh, uh, the Dead Man's Gang does uh, stop, seemingly, for uh, to set up camp. Um, they start unloading supplies to pitch up some tents. Um, uh, there's not really a town within eyesight. They're kind of in, nestled in some hills, you notice, um, so that the camp isn't necessarily visible from any of the main roads. And um, as you guys kind of get out and stretch your legs, uh, Sierra's already like off and walking away to go help set up camp. Um, and, uh, Rufus, uh, uh, finishes talking, uh, uh, talking to someone as, uh, Rosa is dragging the marshal out of the back of the truck again. Um, uh, and they kind of like Rosa and the bully are holding, uh, holding him up. Really the bully mostly. Rosa's just there. Um, uh, the bully with like one hand easily is like, like basically dragging the marshal on the, on his toes over the ground. Um, like he doesn't weigh anything. And uh, Rufus says, uh, loud enough at least for you to hear, um, go ahead and uh, uh, pitch up my tent and bring the good marshal in there. We'll see exactly how talkative he's feeling after we have a little bit more secluded time with him. You just think about my offer, offer marshal. You just think about that. And uh, uh, he gets dragged off. And uh, Rufus turns around and is like, now where are them newcomers at? Ah! And he uh, comes walking over to you. You see that uh, during the trip, he has actually trimmed uh, his uh, his beard. Um, uh, his hair um, is still a little dirty. He hasn't had time to like wash it or anything. Uh, but he seemed to have trimmed his uh, the beard he was growing like in prison uh, before getting picked up. Uh, it was just like a little bushy. He's now cleaned it up. You see, uh, it's more like a like a mustache, goatee, and and like mutton chops all separate from each other. Um, uh, that's like kind of like neatly like kind of trimmed. Um, uh, not like thick, right? Just like close, <laughs> close cropped. Um, Looking uh, and, good, boss. Very classy. And there's like a slight curl to his mustache. Um, uh, put them by earwax, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, uh, is that walks, real? <laughs> he walks over. He's, he's also changed out of his uh, out of his uh, prisoner fatigues uh, into. Um, uh, he still has that leather coat. Um, but he's got like kind of like what might have once been like nice clothes that are kind of uh, uh, a little dirtied and scuffed up at this t- at this moment. Uh, he comes over and tosses a, a bag of stuff to you. Um, <laughs> Kinsey goes, "Make sure you are <laughs> an immensely trusting person, and I like that in the people in my gang." Uh, there's all your stuff there, as we as we found in the lockbox of uh, the wagon you was in. Uh, should all be there. I uh, made sure none of my folk got light-fingered with it. Now, Thanks very much, boss. Uh, go ahead and change out of them fatigues, because you three are going into town. Oh. A, a, a trip? Supplies yeah. or anything in particular? 
<laughs> we don't need no supplies. We rolled over that entire caravan. No, no, no. I have something that requires a little bit more finesse and anonymity, which the three of you uh, seem capable of. Now, uh, just a little further northeast of us is the town of Stag's Cross. Uh, I want you to go in and uh, take this LRC tag, he says, holding up like kind of a thin metal uh, uh, tag that uh, as he hands it to you, you see kind of like laser etched on it. It says Leonard Yen. He goes, take this LRC tag, and uh, he kind of scans it a little bit and goes, which one of you is uh, probably you there, Roland? Uh, and he pulls out, like, uh, uh, an envelope, like an unsealed envelope, and hands it out to you. He's like, send this message to the Alonestead Sheriff's Department Wor by the word written on that paper. You do know your letters, don't you, Roland? I've got a PhD. Of course I know my letters. Yeah, I had a right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had that feeling about you. Uh, now, uh, you take that LRC, you slot it in there. Uh, Stag's Cross ain't got an operator, so you won't have anybody looking over your shoulder as you do. Uh, you send that message to the uh, Lawnestead Sheriff's Department, uh, and then you, uh, well, uh, Kinsey, you seem, uh, uh, a rather straightforward, a straight shooter, and he pulls out uh, a sack that uh, jingles with spurs as he reaches out to you with it, and he goes, I want the three of you to book passage to Alonestead uh, on a stagecoach, um, particularly one uh, driven by uh, Mary Parkhurst, though I imagine she's going to be the only person in town with a stagecoach. I don't think the Cozy Carriage Stagecoach Company... Uh, likes to double up. So you go ahead and uh, get up in her stagecoach. You give her that payment there. Uh, you tell her to take you to Alonestead. I'm sorry, Mary, what was her last name again? Parkhurst. Mary Parkhurst? Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, don't make it weird or nothing. Don't go asking specifically for her. I'm pretty sure she's the only one. You go in, well, you have her. Make sure. You you get her out on the road for us. Uh, absolutely, that sounds pretty straightforward. What do you two think? Also, is, it, is Pax just coming with us for emotional support? Or? Pax, <laughs> you're kind of the soft-spoken type. I assume that is a. Uh, uh, a testament to your skills at subtlety? Sure. I like you, Pax. Y'all follow Pax's lead <laughs> going into town. Understood, boss. All right. And, uh, uh, and yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'll go ahead and get dressed and I'll put my Ushanka on top of my head ear flaps down and my little motorcycle jacket type leather jacket get all ready to go a little trip into town <laughs> uh, uh, and as uh, as Rufus starts to walk away as you're like getting your things ready to put on he turns out and goes oh uh, in case it weren't clear y'all go running off with my spurs or my property y'all try to hoodwink me in any way there ain't no stretch of earth between me and you that will protect you 
You understand? Of course. Why would we do anything like that? We're in the Dead Man's Gang now. Your success is our success. Right. I ain't much of a hoodwinker myself, personally. Exactly. I'm glad we all see eye to eye on this. Uh, Pax, you do understand my meaning here, yes? It's very clear. Good. Good. So Can I have y'all a word for a second? Sure thing. Uh, get yourself situated there, uh, uh, McCharlotte. Uh, step into my office, he says, just walking over nearby the truck. <laughs> Appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the thing. I just want to be clear. We're not... There's two things. One, did you want us to leave on the stagecoach? As soon as you're done selling the LRC, we'll be watching the roads. Okay. And two, uh, we're not getting to Alanistead, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Please. No, no. Uh, I'm, uh, I just need to have a word with Miss Parkhurst. And I have an inkling that she might be hiding in this here camp town. Specifically because they're wise to who I am. And I'm, uh, well, I'm not really taking kindly to the way she's trying to avoid me. So, you get her on the road. I have a nice long chat with her about some, uh, business related <coughs> matters. And then, uh, y'all get your part of the cut. And you ain't going to Alana said, no, I want to keep you nice and close. Great. Uh, I just wanted to make sure. Appreciate it, boss. Of course, you can always come. He like slaps you like on the like on like the sternum a little too hard. Like, of course, you can always come and chat to me. I'm o- doors always open, as they say. Uh, I I am here to help. I am but a humble leader of these folks. It's a it takes you know a village, as it were. Uh, now. Go ahead and uh, take your little friends there into town and uh, uh, see to what I need done. And uh, you're going to get far in the dead man's gang here, Pax. Oh, I don't have aspirations. I know my place. Well, that's uh, something. (laughs) Uh, And then I'll just walk away. Yeah. yeah, he turns and uh, uh, starts to go, he's like, he's like, Bo! He, sa- he yells to the uh, t- to the bully. Um, he goes, Bo! Bo, what the hell are you doing parking your motorcycle there? You think the sun's not going to glean off of it? Get down lower on the hill. We don't want someone seeing this camp from the road. We ain't got the 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 luxury of, of those kind of mistakes. Get your ass in here. And he goes, sorry, boss. Uh, and uh, revs his motorcycle and drives a little further downhill. Uh, so I guess we walk towards town. Yeah. yeah, what direction is that? How do we get there? Is there a road? He, he did say northeast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Does anyone know where northeast is? <laughs> I, and of course, but... Um, uh, uh, McCharlotte, you seemed like you were about to say something. You go ahead. 
Show us what no, you're bringing I'm... to the table, so to speak. <laughs> Very kind of you. No, I always love a off, and I'll point them hopefully in the direction of northeast. I roll I'm not, not going to and... take you roller survival test. I mean, after all, I am have... pretty good at what I do. You also have a survival kit, which no doubt includes some form of a compass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if you want to know the area a little bit better, though, um, uh, you could roll survival at a minus two um, or uh, to know a little bit about Stag's Cross. Uh, I'll roll a survival roll. Cool. Minus. Mm. That's only one success, shockingly. Okay. Um, so you know that Stag's Cross, uh, is a trading camp turned sort of settlement. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, and you can see as you like start approaching it, it's not very far. You guys kind of get out of the, the like foothills and get on the road and like it's there on the horizon and you can kind of follow it down. Um, and it's, it's built more like a fort than a settlement. It has, uh, like pine wood walls around it, um, uh, uh, like kind of sharp spiked on the top. Um, uh, several gates of entry though. Um, and those gates aren't like necessarily like guarded or anything like that. Um, but like the original, uh, uh Stag's Cross was, uh, just a trading camp of, uh, different, um, uh, like trappers and wranglers, you know, and, and people of various settlements. It's kind of like centrally located just far enough from like a bunch of different settlements that it becomes somewhat convenient as a place for them to meet up and like trade with each other. And basically as some people started setting up like camps here to like, you know, process the trade and, and like do that stuff to kind of like be like, Hey, come here, all of you settlements. Um, eventually, like, of course the way it works is always as a saloon popped up and then, and then the saloon required there to be some kind of like, you know, hotel that popped up for people who wanted to stay there for longer. And you had like a stable and livery like immediately popped up. And eventually, like, within the walls of this, like, kind of fortified camp that they had made, uh, a kind of town grew. Um, and uh, so now it's a little bit claustrophobic because they all are still kind of within those original walls. Um, but uh, so you're, you're at least aware of that history being a, a, a trapper yourself. Sure. Uh, Kinsey. You, you've probably actually traded at Stag's Cross at least a couple times. Yes, absolutely. Once or twice. Long time ago, you see yeah. And, uh, so yeah, uh, you guys approach and, uh, like I said, the, the once guarded gates are, are like wide open. You guys can walk into town. Uh, uh I, I'd actually like to have a conversation sort of on the way there. Once we're out of earshot of our new gang that we're all super jazzed to be in and <laughs> plan to be in for a long time. Yeah. I think we should fake our deaths. <laughs> now this might seem extreme but i've had a few yeah, projects go sideways before and you know it's sort of something you as a fast talker like myself you've got to always have in your back pocket you know sort of the ultimate escape as it were um i don't really have an idea on methodology but historically i've found that Faking one's death is sort of the best way to avoid all consequences for whatever situation you might be in. <laughs> that sounds a tad 
bit extreme, but I like the direction in which you're heading, for sure. Uh, as these people don't know us very well, it's not as if they could identify our, our bodies, I suppose. I feel like skipping over the methodology is quite a big skip, wouldn't you say? Ah! Okay, we'll say that. Pax, what are your thoughts? Um... I've already done that a few times. It never sticks. You always think it will. Well, it so seems like you've sort of found a solution then of just sort of every, I don't know, how many times have you faked your death? Four, what's the sort four of, times. Four what's times. the time period that's covered you for? <laughs> it's varying, but do you ever want to come across Rufus again? No, but I mean, I'm I'm getting used to the idea now of you know every year or so faking my death. <laughs> That's where I'm at with my membership in this gang. Kind of an annual celebration, sure. Yes. I I think the manifest is too small for that. Sure, sure. It's probably only a fifteen to twenty year solution at best. <laughs> Oh, what's okay, so, I, so sort of along those lines then, yeah. how does everyone feel about continuing to be in the Dead Man's Gang? Like, I've done some things, but I'm not particularly interested in luring a woman out to her presumed death for nothing and no reason. I'm, I'm, let me just get up in front of this. I'm not super jazzed about killing... Generally, <laughs> I mean, it's a different story when you're being attacked, or, or or somebody has something against you and won't leave you alone unless you kill them. But no, killing outright for something as paltry as a a, a stake in a gang's treasure uh, doesn't sit right with me either. I must say. Or we could kill them. Ooh. Gang. I mean, that would be another way to go about it. I don't, I mean, you can, I'll help you fake your death uh, if you want. You're the expert, yeah, I mean. I, I mean, uh, listen, you seem, the, the confidence with, with, with which you've said we could kill them and what I've seen you do with a knife leads me to believe that this might also be a viable option. So well, I'm willing to, I, I want to hear, sort of, <laughs> give me a pitch on Let's Murder the Dead Man's Gang. Sure. We earn their trust. Okay. You're a very good liar. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> I, it shouldn't be entirely too hard. Uh, we can mitigate their damages as much as we can, and then move our way up in the ranks by slowly making it look like they all betray Rufus one by one so he takes them out and then take him out when he's weakest. No? Sort of a oh, you want to run a Mad King con. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's like breaking into a house. You find the weakest point and go from there. No? What's the timeline on a, on a plot like this? I mean, A little longer than to... dying today. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. I can't argue with that. 
Sure. No, you've immediately come up with a much better plan. Let's table faking our deaths. Yes. You know, to be... We can keep it in our back pockets. Right. Like I said, sort of the ultimate escape button for uh, (laughs) things that have gone bad. (laughs) So does that mean we are killing this uh, Mary Parkhurst, or... I assume this will take place over the next, you know, few hours. Well, we could just ask her why she's running from him. No? Sure, you know, maybe not not in so many words, but, you know. Right, and then if it's something where she's just an innocent bystander, then we can maybe help her fake her death. (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, you know... You brought up some some reasonable objections, but you know it does sort of you know wipe the slate clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, being in the crosshairs and being near the crosshairs are very different, don't you think? Sure. Um, you know what I've just thought. He didn't describe her at all to us. We could simply get in a carriage with any woman and say she said she was Mary Parkhurst. Um, and uh, that's our bad, but we've done exactly as you asked otherwise. I don't think arguing semantics is going to work. No, you're right. Sorry. I usually, um, typically I'm conning 20-year-olds out of tuition money, and they're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying he's the brightest. I'm saying he won't care. He'll only care that we failed. Sure, 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 sure. What's this letter say, by, by, by the way, that he wants yeah. me to send? You open up that letter, you give it a quick scan. Uh, it is a ransom note. Uh, it is a ransom note that demands 3,000 spurs to be delivered to a specific set of coordinates outside Alonestead in two weeks' time for the safe return of Leonard Yen. Oh, they're not going to pay this. This is a lot of spurs for one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did. He did have information of something, though. So maybe that maybe he's as important to these marshals as as uh, as he is to uh, our, our esteemed leader. Three thousand spurs ain't much to a city. Okay, so I guess I can just send this. Um, then. How will he know if we don't send it word for word? Should we try to get a message into them, or...? He could check. Mm-hmm. He could I check the LRC. Does have a tag, I suppose. Sure, sure. But so we send the message as is. Do, we, could, we could send them a message from a different LRC tag. That sure. Do either you of could... you have a C tag? Yeah, uh, you guys all have an LRC tag. Um, I, I don't think we should use ours. I, I also agree. What, uh, why? Oh, yes, yeah. no, because they're trying to... If we escape, yes, that's very smart. It's very intelligent. Well, we could use yours, because if you want... We can't use mine, but we could use... <laughs> But we could use someone else's and then, you know... We, we you, shouldn't you, use you, mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 
but it could it could go towards like, oh yes, I am the person who was helping you all along, and and please mitigate my sentence. Sure, so sure. for you two, it could it could help you. Uh, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't help me. So. Let's um let's cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. And, you know, just keep your eye out. If someone leaves an LRC tag just out on a I mean, table. I could also just lift one off of a person, like a random person, but then they would get the credit. I'm not, you know, I don't have any particular need to ever return to Alonistead. Um, I could go somewhere else. See, I'm sort of in the fake my death mindset generally about... <laughs> There's you know, only there's only what like seven more cities that you could possibly go to. It's seven cities I haven't been to yet, so. Yeah, uh, haven't you? Though? <laughs> oh, I feel like you might have. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, fine. Four more cities I haven't been to yet. <laughs> <laughs> the point stands. I can go somewhere else. I don't want my name linked back when Rufus, no doubt, checks and sees. Hey, did anybody send a message that warned the marshals about us coming? Ah, shit. Roland did. Let's kill him. That's a situation I want to avoid. <laughs> well, if it's a direct Tonight. message, then they can't... Can, they can't check it? Can they check it? Are they not private? Uh, I mean... Uh, you, you would know that direct messages... I mean, if you... If, if like... Anyone has access to either LRC as part of a message, like those can be like you. You'll be able to see that correspondence. Also, any LRC operator can open up any messages. Ah. Well, the sort of private in the sense of people you don't care about can generally look at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you, say, hold a gun to that person that most people don't care about and say, I need to see all the messages, I'm Rufus Nash, you know. You're really good at that. <laughs> Spot on impression, I must say. Um, okay, well, we could also, do you have a, do we, do you have a, we could make a new one. I think the best bet is stealing one. Stealing one? From a okay. person that we don't care about, I mean... Yeah, obviously. You know, <laughs> just pick someone who seems unimportant and won't come back to bite us in the ass and won't look for the LRC tag and we never have to think about again. And if they're random enough, maybe Rufus Nash won't even find them. It's entirely possible. Sure. Okay. So you guys make it to uh, Two Stags Cross... Uh, you walk in through uh, through the like southern gate. Um, immediately, it's like it's it's like a there's there's buildings of a settlement, but it's like the roads that are usually wider in settlements for like carriages to be able to like go past each other comfortably are like laden with uh, stalls and and like pop up like shops and stuff like that of people trading. And and as you guys walk in, immediately you already start getting some people being like. Get your pelts, pelts, get your pelts here. And then like someone else being like, uh, <laughs> someone else being like blacksmith for hire, blacksmith for hire. Uh, uh, as you guys are walking around, uh, everyone's kind of like just shouting out to the crowd in general. 
uh, to try and get uh, somebody to buy their wares. How um, big is this crowd? Is it is it like shoulder to shoulder? Is it like a New York City sidewalk? Uh, it's less crowded than a New York City sidewalk. There's still enough space in between the. It's like basically like most settlements have a very wide street between the buildings this one has what would be considered a normal street today <laughs> in between the buildings um uh with like no sidewalk right it's just it's just enough room for for like the the carriages and and riders and stuff to move by um and that's like basically what would take up like the sidewalk in like a normal like city today uh is full of of people um, but luckily, unlike cities today, there's not a ton of vehicle traffic. So anyone who's trying to move through the town can kind of walk, uh, mingle through uh, along the road, the thin road. Cool. I would like to walk through the crowd and lift as many LRC tags as possible. Okay. <laughs> um, let's do a skullduggery test. Okay. Um, so... They're going to have negatives because there's a lot distracting them and you're just another person bumping up against them in the crowd. Yeah. Um, uh, but you're going to have negatives because you're trying to do so many. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. Right? Because you, you don't want to stop at one. You want to just keep grabbing until you feel like I want to get like six. Okay. Uh, so let's put it at a minus five. That's so many. All right. So many minuses. All right. Um, I'm yeah, but it's not like they have levels or anything. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm I'm chock a block <laughs> full of grit, so I'm just gonna immediately spend grit to one, bamboozle them, and two, ignore all penalties. Okay. How many? How much grit are you spending to bamboozle? Um, bamboozle is three or two. It's, it's one. Like one per bamboozle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, every every grit you spend on the bamboozle expenditure uh, gives them a minus one. Okay, uh, I will I will spend two grit two grit to bamboozle and then three to go at strong. Yeah, is it that, is three to is go at strong. Go yeah. at strong lets you ignore all the penalties and it costs three grit. All right, you can go at strong after you roll though. So that is true. But uh, yeah, but like if you don't get hits, right? You don't yeah. spend the grit, you know what I okay, mean? Okay, sure. So I will spend I will spend two to bamboozle. Two to bamboozle. Bamboozle has to happen before the dice are rolled. Yo, what up? I'm sitting over here at no hits. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna spend a grit to make my own luck so that's um i'm down to i'm down three okay cool i have three hits okay um so you managed to lift all you see you lift very easily it's this is not a new thing for you i mean lrc tags being the target is slightly new but uh but like you know pick things in people's pockets yeah <laughs> You you uh, uh you like are walking through. You see where like someone seems to like have like a pouch. You uh, brush up and look at some wares and slip uh, your finger in there and you pull out an LRC tag. You uh, then brush up uh, against somebody with like a really long coat and like you intentionally like uh, like have them knock. Do you wear a hat? They have them knock your hat no. off. No. I don't wear a 
you have them knock something out of your hand and you're, like your coin purse or something and they like bend down to help you and as they bend down to help you you kind of reach uh your hand into their pocket slip out another lrc tag and you can continue this through the crowd a little bit not in one space you actually kind of work your way around the town so as not to draw too much attention uh but also you get a little lucky because one person's lrc tag uh is in a small pouch with three spurs in it oh uh, I guess let's take those spurs. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you are an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more like a like a. It feels like something you want but don't deserve and should take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you get you get three spurs alongside uh that that final LRC tag because they rolled a glitch. Um. Uh, while while Pax is sort of doing her rounds, everything good? You made know. a face as if something was wrong. It looked like Addy said something and I didn't hear it. Oh, sorry. You are muted. Uh, but go ahead, uh, uh, Roland. Uh, while Pax is, is making her rounds, I would like to find the most gullible blacksmith in this town. Okay, there are two blacksmiths uh, in this town. Okay. Um, there's one that has kind of a more, like, temporary-looking stall, and then there's one that has, like, an actual sort of, like, building. Sure. Which of them is more gullible? <laughs> uh, do you have playing the player? I do. Okay, um, so you can roll manipulate to try to get a read on these two blacksmiths. Let's put it at a minus two because you know you don't know them. Their mannerisms could be a multitude of different things. Sure, sure. <laughs> Great, thanks, dice. Um, so that's no hits. Ah, okay. They're equally gullible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, I'll just, you know, mark one of them, um, because my armor is, is just shot to hell. <laughs> well, not shot, dog mauled to hell. <laughs> um, and I gave away my cube to not be dead, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm just, I might, you know, I've got some fake spurs, and, you know, I'm good at talking. No, no, oh. we lost that Oh no! Oh no! She might be coming back. Oh you yeah! Does, it does specifically say you're muted this time, Eddie. Okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Is it maybe on your um your mic? Did you were you fiddling with your mic? Did you turn it off? Well, that's strange. Um. Yeah. Do you interact with either of those blacksmiths right now? Um, probably not. I'm just, you know, I'll go in and browse the wares of the one. I'll go in and browse both of their wares. Um, okay. But but I don't, you know. Yeah, they, have, the, they have weapons. If there's armor. enough people in the shop that it's not weird that I don't talk to them. I don't talk to them. If I have to make small talk, I'll say, you know, like. Yeah, I'm from out of town, and, like, I just, you know, I might need a new breastplate or something, you know, it's just... Yeah, I think you know. one of them one of them does, uh, as you walk up, 
this this uh this woman uh like comes over to you she's like the blacksmith so like she finishes uh chatting with some people and like collecting like their gun to work on you see her hanging on a hook behind uh, the desk she has set up this is the one in the pop-up uh and she comes over to you like sizes you up and she goes your armor looks chewed to shit son yeah you know i ran afoul of a couple axe handle hounds and you know usually a lot of these i like to be able to be armored while also socially acceptable so i you know, sort of modular, as you can see, and it is not at this point. Because oh, nice, of... a nice piece of, piece of armor there. Yeah, it's some pretty fine craftsmanship. Uh, well, how about uh, how about you uh, go ahead? I can I can fix that up real fast for you. Won't take no time. Uh, what what uh, what's that gonna run me? Uh, how much how much damage does uh? Uh, six. Six. Uh. Yeah, she she goes, um, I'd say about six spurs. Six spurs seems good. Mm, uh, well, see, here's the thing. I don't quite have six spurs. Uh, now, well, see, the guy across the way, he said he could do it for two. Yeah. <laughs> Go go ahead and roll uh, manipulate. Uh, I don't uh, dress to impress specifically is like, that exactly definitely applies here. But you will be at a you will be at a minus two because two's uh, surprisingly low. <laughs> sure, I want her to counter with the amount of spurs I do have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Nice. You fixed it. Whatever it was. Uh, you're up against a seven, Dan. These dice want to play a higher level character. <laughs> uh, uh, can I do anything? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't have more. You guys all did get a grit. You survived a dangerous situation because Rufus didn't kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hold on. I talked my way into this gang using only words as my currency. <laughs> while I was talking about a conflict with me, which is two of my experience triggers, which is another grit. That's um, true. And everyone gets marked two XP. Uh, uh, so I spend all of the grit I've now earned to go it strong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so that was actually a higher hit. Um, I, I uh, Yeah, so um, two net hits over a seven. Cool. Uh, she goes, she like kind of looks over your shoulder towards the building and he goes, she goes, what is his overhead? Two? Two spurs? Nah, no, no, no. There, there ain't no way. He must have been selling you on something. But I can make my prices competitive. How about we call it a good four spurs? I, uh, I could do three. You know, I'm just passing through. I don't have a lot on me. I want to give you the business. You're clearly the more, you know, reputable craftsman here he was you're right he was trying to sell me on like a whole new coat for this it was like a combo <laughs> deal like i don't uh, know coat. uh pax we know what you're doing during this um what are you what are you doing uh kinsey kinsey's uh at one of the um pelt shops uh one of the got him and he's examining the pelts and going through them and anytime somebody asks him if he needs help he goes Oh, no, 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 just, uh, just uh, wondering why you're advertising this as a Lucrata belt. 
but it's clearly so, as I can tell, maybe a uh, horse pelt that you painted stripes on. No, no, just, you can't help me at all. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so you start making some enemies. <laughs> as, as, you, as you, like, question their wares, they're like, you're like, what the say? Get, get out. Get out. I will not have someone in, uh, sitting here acting as if they know pelts better than my own wares better than me. I done killed that Lacruda myself. Now you, oh. you, you get, you go on and get, sir, before I lose my temper. I'm not finished window browsing. Also, where, where did you? I'm sorry, where did you say this? You killed this Lacruda. You are finished window shopping. Get oh. out. <laughs> I'll go out harumphing. Uh. She she can't budge on four spurs. She's like, well, if you uh, if you get lucky at the tables of the saloon, you earn an extra spur. You let me know. I can do four, but that's the lowest I can do. Uh, or you can go across the street to that some bitch, and uh, and he can sell you on two spurs for the repairs, three spurs for an extra coat, and five spurs of a convenience fee. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I gotta respect someone who can stick to their principles. Yeah, you know, if you can't if you can't make it happen, you can't make it happen. I you know, I thank you for your time. All right, and at that point, Pax does return as you both are leaving your respective tents. Uh, Pax returns and opens up her hand with at least six LRCs. I don't know if you shared the spurs with them, but you do sure is sure enough uh, have all the LRC tags you need. Uh, I think I got what we need. Cool. Um, does anyone have a spur I could borrow? I will pay you back at the earliest convenience. I, I will give him a spur. Uh, thank you. I will be right back. Uh, I will turn around and head back into the, the blacksmith's stall. You know what? I, I dug around. Turns out, <laughs> you know, you do laundry, you find an extra spur. Uh, I got I got four spurs, actually. She lives there, like, kind of rubs her temple a little bit, and she goes, all right, take it off, put it on the table here. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it up for you. Great. And, uh, yeah, she she fixes it all the way. You get all six uh, armor points back. Great. Awesome. Oh, man, this is this is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, what, what was your name? I have a name. It is... Uh, uh, I, I assumed. That's why I asked. <laughs> Gold, Goldie Woods. Uh, Goldie, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's John, and it's just happy to do business with you. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, sir. Uh, if you're ever back through Stag's <laughs> again, uh, maybe we can make this a recurring uh, uh, friend of the business fee. Oh, uh, well... I, I hope I don't need my armor as, as, as patched up as this again, but I will, I'll keep you in mind if I'm passing through. Uh, and then I will, you know, duck into an alley and make myself as unrecognizable to her as possible using my disguise kit and socially adaptable armor. <laughs> because I've just handed her one real spur and three fake spurs. Let <laughs> me just roll a test for her real quick. Well, as you finish uh, putting on your disguise, you do not hear uh, any sort of commotion from her shop. So 
it's put, it's possible that she hasn't noticed or won't notice. Sure, and I'll I'll rejoin the group um, with with uh, my usual armor. Looks you know sort of very proper, sort of like a an armored suit. And now I look like you know a sort of mountain man clothing with a, a, a very large bushy mustache <laughs> uh, and different colored eyes as as well. Pardon me, uh, sir, we're having a private conversation. Could you could you please step uh, back, sir? Oh, oh, don't worry, Kinsey. It's it's me. I've, I you know I my armor was shot to shit, so I ran a small grift, and I figured we'd want to stay in town for another fifteen to twenty minutes at least. So I've sort of affected this new persona. That is so, that is a fabulous mustache. Well done. <laughs> thank you. It really is some of my my finest work. <laughs> uh, so. Um, should we send this letter first, or, or find Miss Parkhurst, or what are you guys feeling? Uh. Well, the the idea is to go with Parkhurst at the very least, as far as she goes, uh, eats with uh, the boss, right? Is that not correct? So we'd have to be here to send the LRC thing. Sure, I just. I thought we were going to sort of investigate a little about her. So either, like, you know, we would track her down and talk to her directly, or, I mean, I could do another disguise. A third persona could talk to her. <laughs> it seems, listen, these, these, you know, I'm pretty good with a disguise kit. It's not going to hold up to, you know, immediate reintroduction as, you know, another person who then travels with her is my read on my skills. Fair <laughs> assessment. Uh, I... I could go to the LRC um, if you want to do some investigation, or I could... We could find where she is and I could break into her thing. Those are, like, my two skill sets if you don't want anybody to be hurt, so... Well, I can, I can try and track her down. Somebody I know, hopefully, still around these parts. How about this? Why don't Why don't you give me the LRC tags? Um, I'll go send this message. You two track down Miss Parkhurst. I'll reconvene with you, and we'll we'll discuss next steps from there. Sound good? Are you going to send the other message? Yeah, I was gonna sort of, sort of send a general like, "Hi, we've infiltrated the Dead Man's Gang and are working to take it down from within. We'll do what we can to keep uh, Marshal Yen safe. Um, act as if you haven't received this." <laughs> I mean, better than that, but that was sort of the bullet points. Sure. <laughs> If you tell them we've infiltrated, mm -hmm. then... It'll make him suspicious if he finds out, and then we can deflect blame. Right. What if you made it sound like it was one of them? Sure, instead? sure. The bully, perhaps, because I'm quite afraid of him and would like him to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> quite a monster man, isn't he? Yes. He's definitely not the one I'm most afraid of, but 
Oh, no. <laughs> I suppose different fears for different folks. Do you have a vote on who we would sort of set the ire of our mad king upon? <laughs> um, uh, probably Miguel. Oh, because of the extremely large gun. Yes, he was probably next on my list. That makes sense. Yeah, he's not close enough to not have to do the hard work. Right, right, right. Kinsey, what do you think? I mean, personally, I couldn't uh, tame an archer by himself to ride it as uh, was my top vote for most feared. I mean, it's not an easy job, so if I anybody, it would probably be Samuel. Okay, well, this conversation has been unhelpful. <laughs> we can split the difference, make it Sierra. She's on the bottom of the totem pole anyway. She had to ride with us. Right, that's good. I'm going to do that. Okay, I go do that. <laughs> okay, uh, on your way to the LRC Tower, you do pass by the sheriff's office. Uh, the sheriff's office uh, installed with a uh, hologram um, bounty board. Uh, uh, up off, like separate from the uh, from the stairs leading up into the um, into the door, um, and uh, you do see uh, like seemingly new bulletins of um, of members of the Dead Man's Gang that are uh, that are wanted. Um, you see, uh, first and foremost, there's a, uh, maybe it catches your eye enough that you investigate further, but you do see right. Uh, Right in the center, uh, larger than the rest, with the rest kind of flanking a around his poster. You see the poster for Rufus Nash, leader of the Dead Man's Gang. Thousand Spurs. That's just sort of good graphic design, generally. <laughs> uh, and if you investigate closer to see the others, I could inform oh, you, you know, more keep walking. I'll, you know, I, I do what I can without seeming too interested. You know, I'll glance over as I pass by. Sure. Um, you notice also, uh, right at the, the top right next to, uh, his name, uh, or next to, like, his thing is, uh, Rosa Valantes. Um, uh, she has a 400 spur bounty. Um, and then a quick glance up and down, uh, lets you know that the rest of them have 50 spur bounties. Okay. Sure. And uh, all of them are wanted, dead or alive. Great. Yeah, I will get to the LRC Tower. I will send the first message from Marshal Yen's uh, uh, tag. And then I will send the second, our secret message, in parts from the six LRC tags that Pax has provided me. Mm, okay. Uh, so you send out, uh, messages through and through, um, during your, your kind of piecemealing of the other, uh, six messages, um, to kind of like get the message through to the, uh, sheriff's office, you do receive a message, uh, on, uh, uh, well, actually you don't receive a message. You notice a message on Marshall Yen's, um, uh, like his general correspondence, um, uh, that is, uh, seemingly from his mother, uh, who is, um, uh, signs 
uh, or at least like her LRC like tag um, identifies her as Ambassador Yen. Oh. Okay. Well, I suppose mail fraud is sort of the least of my crimes at this point, and I'll um, I'll read that message. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a relatively, in your current predicament, uninteresting message. Uh, it is a, it's a message, uh, from, uh, about, like, basically it's a message from a mother to a son in general. It's just like a, you know, a checkup, you know, saying, uh, that she's, you know, um, she would really, really, like, she thinks he should take some leave and spend some more time, uh, in the city, um uh that like you know she's she's never she would never ask him to not do the service that he is doing but also uh would um you know there's like little notes as if there's this is a prevalent thing she's like but would your father really be proud of you you know uh laying down the cloth and uh taking up a gun instead you know like think about that a little bit you know that kind of thing like those kind of like sub subtle like digs from like a, a mother trying to be like you know i'm a little disappointed but i still love you um uh and and ultimately the thing you get is that uh ambassador yen um is somehow related to the triptych church um and uh that she loves her son dearly i i hated reading that <laughs> i didn't you know i've i've met parents of students and then also conned them but it's sort of different when the person in question is in mortal peril and it was easier when i didn't know anything about him <laughs> i could just sort of imagine him as sort of a generic lawman and now i'm aware that he's got you know a family and a father who is dead and was a preacher it just it's painted a picture I wish I hadn't seen. <laughs> um, I'll hold on to it to make sure Pax and, and Kinsey can read it and join me in this misery. <laughs> you get a little print out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. You get a little print out of that message. You tear it off of uh, the automated LRC tower. Uh, and uh, then you finish sending the rest of your messages. Yeah, uh, and I, I insinuate that um, it is... I leave clues throughout it that insinuate that it is Sierra sending them. Sure. Um, let's go ahead and do... Yeah, we'll call it a manipulation test. You don't know a lot about Sierra, so you don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of really good sticking points to make it like clear that it's her uh so we'll put it at a minus four okay and to be clear i'm not dressed to impress <laughs> okay well that's um that's two hits okay uh What's your highest, just for my notes? Uh, it's an eight, which is not great. Okay. So yeah, you you lay out those messages. You drop little hints here and there. You know that uh, she was the one who uh, relieved um, Kinsey from his captivity of the uh, rear, 
um, uh, wagon, the uh, patrol wagon. So you try to like sprinkle in a little bit of those details so that someone might be able to tell it was her. Um, uh, and you don't get too flowery with the language because you know she's pretty curt. Um, those kind of things to try and make it seem like it was possibly her. Sure. Um, and uh, that does that. Um, what were what were the two of you doing, Kinsey and Pax? Uh, just trying to figure out, the, I guess, the location of Mary Parkhurst. Oh, sure. Um, it is not hard to do that at all. Um, you do it well before Roland finishes sending out his messages and reading uh, that letter from uh, Ambassador Yen. Um, and uh, uh, it's because uh, you can see the stall... Um, kind of in like a more open area nearby one of the gates, uh, there is a, a, a sign, a big wooden sign propped up um, that says Cozy Carriage Stagecoach Company, uh, uh, like in a big arch. Um, and uh, there's one stagecoach in that stage. Um, and uh, there is a, a woman who uh, uh, has like dark skin. You can see like one of her eyes is like permanently closed shut uh, with like a little bit of a scar. Um, and uh, she's wearing like a very large hat, like kind of folded up at the front and pinned so it doesn't like get in her way. Um, and she uh, uh, seems to be like kind of working on uh, cleaning out like the wheels uh, or not the wheels because uh, it is a hover stagecoach, but like cleaning out like the um, uh, the repulsors on the bottom of her stagecoach. Ah, hello there. How are you doing today? Uh, she looks up and goes, Howdy. Looking yeah. uh, 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 Ms. Parkhurst at your service. Uh, Mary Parkhurst. Uh, uh, you looking for a ride? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I am trying to get to a Lonestead. Well, it just so happens this stage co co uh, coach uh, makes, uh, uh, makes regular trips to a Lonestead. I can easily take you there. Uh, uh, just uh, you and your missus here? Uh, we do have a third as well. Uh, all right, all right. Um, well, uh, uh, for to rent out the whole... <laughs> you okay there, Pax? <laughs> I'm fine. This is that fine. was really funny to watch in real time. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to rent out the stagecoach, just the three of you then, huh? All right, well, uh, typically it's, uh, you know, it seats up to six, but if no one else comes around uh, who uh, wants to share it with you, uh, it's going to be uh, 25 spurs. What if we wanted to be alone? Oh, you, uh, well, okay. Um, I suppose you could, uh, you could rent it for that. It'd be about, really, 40 spurs is the best I could do on that. Okay. 25 spurs is the pool rate. <laughs> Stops along the way at places you maybe didn't want to go, but... Sweetheart, I don't want to travel with anyone else. Would you maybe pay the more expensive rate for me... But of course, darling, of course. Anything for you, my sweet, and I'll pat her cheek. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about your ear. I 
Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I think 40 Spurs probably sounds reasonable, and uh, I'll hand over some of the Spurs that I got from our employer, assuming that it is at least 40 Spurs. Uh, the employer gave you exactly 25 Spurs. I see. I see. Um, dearest, do you happen to have another 15 Spurs on you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe. I don't know. I gotta look. Um. I have seven. Nope, I have ten. Nope, I have nine. I have nine. Nine. Well, that's perfect. I just seem to have uh, rustled up another six, so... uh... Oh, shit! Make sure that six is the correct number because I might actually be five, but I'm not positive. Yeah, says not to drive a hard bargain, you see, Miss Parkhurst. But um, um, another spur might be a little bit hard to come by. Would you do it for thirty-nine? Uh, you guys can roll manipulate. Um, one of you can be the primary, whichever of you wants to be the primary. Um, and, uh, you can have, it is not an an incredibly unreasonable request. Uh, so you guys can, uh, each have a plus four, uh, to this. Oh, all right. So yeah, whoever wants to roll the assists, roll first, and then the primary rolls the, uh, uh, rolls the final test. I would recommend perhaps that I should not take the lead. Dearest. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That is one success. Alright, that's another plus one for you, Pax. You're at a plus five. That's three successes, ten high. Okay, how many nets over a six? Three. Nice. Uh, she she kind of uh, like sizes you guys up a little bit, and she goes, I ain't going to rake you over to the coals for one more spur. Everyone's due their own privacy. 39 spurs will do fine. Quite kind of you, I must say. Thank you very much, Miss Parkhurst. Uh, and yeah, you hand it over. You see her. Uh, she she checks all the spurs uh, to make sure none of them are fake. And then uh, <laughs> that's a ridiculous uh, thing to do. And then you see her <laughs> open up a, a lockbox by the driver's seat, basically, and she uh, uh, puts them in there and then locks it back up, sticks the key in her vest, um, and she goes, uh, "I'm uh, I'm good to leave whenever you are, as long as whenever you are ready is tonight." Before the end of tonight, I should be more specific. That, that should not be a problem at all. Let's just uh, collect our third, and we shall return at some point before then. All right, I'll make it spip and spam for you. I don't know what that means, but perfect. Clean. I'll make it clean for you, for your drive. Very, very kind of yeah, connector. There ain't no connectors between here and Alana said, so we're just going straight there. I can get you there by... Uh, 
uh, next few days at least. But we'll make some stops along the way, but uh, nothing, no other uh, stages. So it's just you, it's you three and me for the next three days. We'll get to know each other, perhaps. Or if you want your privacy, I can, I can, I, I know how to entertain myself. Very kind of you. I don't think that will be necessary. We're a personable bunch, I suppose. Well, you just seem like colorful characters to me. <laughs> ah, yes, then I'll uh, give her a wink. Yeah, but I won't. I won't keep you about your business. Or I, I won't keep you uh, any longer. Go about your business in the camp when y'all ready to go. I'm. Um, I'm here. Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much. Come along, dear. Let us. Uh, let us go, and I'll put my uh, hand in the small of her back in that creepy way that men do. No. <laughs> I have a knife right there. I do prick him <laughs> a little. <laughs> Taken, point taken, understood. Very literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you guys walk away from Mary Parkhurst. We found out zero information. I just want us both to realize this. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll reconvene. What we were thinking. On the way. <laughs> I'll reconvene. Yeah, I'll I'll find my compatriots having accomplished my end, and no doubt they've done a great deal because there were two of them, so they they've surely accomplished <laughs> twice as much as me. <laughs> uh, so um, I you know I tried to pin it on Sierra. Uh, I found this here. This letter of some import was on. Um, Marshal Yen's yeah, LRC, so I'm um, here. You should read this. It's it's got a lot of pertinent information. You you two read the uh, the the message from Ambassador Yen. Uh, doesn't actually seem like it has very like important information as far as like your specific predicament that the three of you are in, uh, but it does uh, tell a tale of uh, a mother who loves her son and worries about him in a way mothers only can and that she looks forward to seeing him again and hopes that maybe he can take some time off uh uh that you know the house is really lonely without him it's just her and him now that her that his father's gone that kind of thing oh so they're gonna pay the ransom uh maybe i mean well, sure, that could be the takeaway. Well, ambassador, right? So, like, they're probably rich, so she can probably actually pay the ransom. So we know where we're going to be in three weeks, and it's going to be close to Alanistead. So we've got our timetable. Right. Thanks for that's showing what, me. That's a good point. Yeah. That's why I brought it to your attention and thought I should share it with the group. Yeah, I know that totally <laughs> makes sense. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you gleaned that from that, because the only thing I got from that letter was sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> that's your problem, Kinsey. I'm a hard criminal. <laughs> Listen, he didn't appreciate his. He doesn't appreciate his parents. If anything, it makes him less likable as a person. You know, exactly. at least he that was, was honorable before, and mm. now, now he doesn't appreciate having a loving parent. So. Exactly. I can care less and don't fear for his safety as much. 
<laughs> I mean, if he dies before this, all hell will break loose. Ambassador, I feel like, is a title that could be very dangerous to cross. Exactly. That was why I felt that this letter in particular and all of its details were important that all of us know together. So not all of this. All of this intrigue sure is a wrestling so we <laughs> from, from wrestling jackalopes, I'll tell That's you. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, he needs sure, to stay yes. alive. And we have to we have three weeks to undo this gang. Sure, you know, it's a little faster than I would usually go with for a Mad King's Gambit, but, you know, I can make it work. Is that a thing? Did I, is it an, I don't get to name it because it uh, is already a thing. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I mean, uh, you can feel good about having on your own come up with a quite successful grift independently. Up with, yeah, I feel average. I feel average. <laughs> okay. Well, well, don't sell yourself short. I mean, we got the carriage. We held up our end of the bargain. Great. And you, you learned, what did you learn about Mary Parkhurst and why Rufus wishes to speak with her? So that it was better to figure out on the road, I say. <laughs> Unconvincingly. <laughs> yeah. So nothing. Nothing. We found out nothing. Okay. Well, well, we've got the next few days to find out something. Probably, well, probably like the next day. eight hours. Yeah. Because they're not going to let it get to Alonestead. Right. I guess he did say that, didn't he? Well, well, um, you he found where she explicit promise that we would not go to Alonestead. That's right. Oh, yes, is that yes, what your chat was about? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's good. It would be bad for me to be there. Um, but you found where she works, right? And presumably is stationed. So you've cased the joint. Yes. Right. Guys. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, saw, we saw the place and we saw the carriage we'd be taking. That, that counts as casing. I'm new to this white-collar criminal type stuff. I mean, I, I assumed, I assumed uh, my partner here knew what she was doing. Kinsey, I'm just going to take an aside for a moment. What we're talking about is very important. Why were you under arrest? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes. Uh, Well, I I fell in with a a, a band of folks and, uh, you know, they were... Uh, there was a, a kerfuffle of jackalopes and they were taking them to uh, the racetracks and I thought, you know, these jackalopes do much better elsewhere other than being raced and that doesn't sound very pleasant in lifestyle. So I joined them just for a few spurs and, uh, well, clearly went poorly because I am with you. <laughs> so you're under arrest for being a radical environmental activist. I think the official uh, the official uh, accusation was rustling uh, livestock, but yes, yes, that's pretty much about right. Okay, I have a better understanding of your skill set and knowledge base now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> okay, no, I don't think she has anything worth stealing. I was thinking we could do the thing you suggested originally, Pax, which is you could rifle through his stuff and maybe find out, but you know, without 
talking to her, why she's eluding Rufus. Yeah, no, there wasn't any real stuff. It was just a, it was just a small, like, I, I didn't see where she kept her stuff. And then apparently we were married. Not her and me, but her and him. So that was awkward. You Wait, hold on. You said you were married to Mary Parkhurst. Kenzie, well, no, no, what no. happened? She's... <laughs> <laughs> Addie, you did say him and her. <laughs> me and no, no. him. She, okay. she, she implied that, makes... that me and her were married, and rather than correct her, I suppose, I just along with it seemed like a, a, one of those type of things you were talking he about. He touched my back. He touched my back. I do do that. I also learned I should not do that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go distract Miss Parkhurst. Um, she, does she have like a lockbox or like a fanny pack or a backpack or... Did I see anything? Uh, in addition to the lockbox, you did see um, uh, hanging off of a hook uh, nearby the driver's seat, there was uh, a large, like, pack, uh, similar to, like, a duffel bag, but a little small. Uh, you assume that's her personal effects. That's, or at least it is a safe thing to possibly assume that that might be her personal effects. <laughs> right, so I'm going to get... Some of them, at least. I'm going to go distract her, and then packs. So you can sort of rifle through her stuff... Right? Yes. And how and, should I help? Um, you'll be the lookout. Like a block and a half away. Just <laughs> there, keeping an eye on things. And, um, like you know, very sort of... Important drum. Should, I, should I have, a, like, a signal that I give to you? Like a, woohoo, you know. Yes, that, that exactly. That exactly. Loop. <laughs> and okay. I jollily stroll off to begin my watch. <laughs> okay, I will. Not gonna have this way, yes, this way, or should I? No, I'll go this way. Perfect, you're perfect there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I will approach Miss Parkhurst. Um, and just you know, uh, howdy. I, I hear you're you're the you're the, the the woman to talk to you about a stagecoach. I see um, you, got a, you got a fine machine here. Looking for uh, passage. Oh well, unfortunately, uh, sorry. Uh, how rude of me, uh, Murray Parkhurst. Uh, out of hand. Jebediah. Uh, uh, Jebediah, it's a it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Unfortunately, uh, this here baby, and she pats the side of the wagon, uh, is booked for travel. Um, fully booked. Uh, cannot accept another passenger, but. If you make your way over to the uh, to the saloon, they'd be happy to keep you for a night. Uh, there will be another stagecoach coming through today or tomorrow or the next day, and you'll be able to book passage on one of them. Well, that I gotta say, that's that's mighty disappointing because I I see this fine machine you got here, and I'll walk around sort of away from her personal effects. I see this fine machine you got here, and you know what? I don't mean to brag. I am a man of some means, and you know, I I only travel in the finest stagecoaches from town to town. Now, unfortunately, my usual driver, Jemsworth, is, is has fallen ill, and I've I've had to take up uh, you know some freelance stagecoaches on my way towards a lot of stead. Now, you know, clearly, you've got just 
in a crit. Oh, hold on though. What's what's this down here by this repulsor here? You see that? You see what I'm <laughs> seeing? You see it's it, uh it's supposed to be making that sound. Uh, so if you want to try and, uh, uh, keep her, uh, attention long enough as it, like giving her like plausible things to be worried about, uh, you can roll either machinery or technology, mm -hmm. um, uh, to kind of like be able to point out the things that aren't exactly perfect. So she can be like, well, that, that ain't going to be something that, you know, will bother you on the road. That's a problem that has at least two, three months lifespan on it. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Right. Um, so, uh, you can go ahead and roll that. Um, I'll give you a plus two because in general, she, uh, she actually does keep her, uh, her machine pretty meticulously clean, which means it is uh, important to her. Um, meanwhile, uh, packs what you're sneaking up. Uh, yeah, I would like to sneak up, um, and, and take a look at what's inside her little purse pouch bag thing. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, sneak for me to, um, uh, to, uh, uh, not be noticed. Um, and Mr. Lookout, uh, go ahead and roll an observe test for me. <laughs> Uh, it's one success for Mr. Lookout. What's your highest? It's a one. <laughs> a lot of people. No one seems suspicious. You got this. You got this street on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Pax? What was your highest? Uh, Twelve high. How many above a nine? Uh, three. Okay. Well. To be fair, they were nines, but I am assuming I'm... The aggressor. I'm yeah, aggressor. you are sneaking at her. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that's, that's three. Um, uh, and then what about you, Roland? What'd you get on your uh, on your techno babble? Uh, my high is an eight. Uh, specifically on technology, as I've... I think I've I've done my best to read this woman, and I'm hoping she's better at machinery than technology. Wow. Well, she rolls, I think, the same number of dice you do. Um, however, I got a one, a two, a five, and a seven. Did you say your highest was an eight? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> How many net hits? O over a one. Uh, seven. Oh, just the one. Okay. Um, you're losing. You're losing her a little bit. You can tell this tactic won't work like forever. Um, uh, it limits the amount of time Pax has to go through uh, things. Um, so, uh, as per his partial Pax, let's go ahead and have you roll an observe test um, to try and find something uh, before you realize this conversation is about to come to an end and she's about to come around. Basically, like you point out something, she goes, "No, no, no, no!" no. Like basically. Like fast forward to the end of Pax making this roll, uh, 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 Parkhurst is, is like, well, no, 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 no. It's it's all it's all stationed on the other side. If you look at the repulsor on the other side here, and you know she leads you around there, uh, so that's when like Pax has to like make her escape by. Um, uh, so Pax, go ahead and roll uh, an observe test on this. So I didn't roll super well. I'm wondering if I could, if it's not high enough roll blend to 
look like I was just standing there waiting if I fail. Well, so you finding something useful is uh, is not going to be in a pose test. Okay. Oh, okay. So versus the versus the like papers and stuff she has. Okay. Um, I got two hits, eight high. Okay. Uh, so you uh, aren't able to get a whole lot. There's actually a, a decent amount of mail. It looks like like letters written to people in here. Um, but you do find like the pouch that has like not like you know public correspondence. Uh, and you um, you kind of dig into that. There's like a little bit of a ledger and journal. There's like uh, receipts of things that she's uh, that she's delivered. You do like a quick scan of that and you can hear the conversation going and uh just as like uh you realize the conversation is about to like uh, devolve and you're about to be spotted uh you slip out um a receipt that is a handwritten receipt uh from uh somebody else in the cozy carriage stagecoach company um that it uh it says the recipient's name is leonard yen um, it's a receipt for a package she she apparently delivered to Leonard Yen, uh, and you're able to pocket that real quick, zip up the bag, put it back the way it's supposed to be, and then you just kind of like disappear. So like as you come around, a little worried perhaps, Roland, like like oh no, how am I going to keep this conversation going? Uh, Pax is about to be spotted out. Uh, the pack is laying there exactly where it was before, as if it was never disturbed. Well, I, I don't know if I need to see the other repulsor. There's no need to. Uh, well, okay, it seems seems all right, I suppose. Uh, but you know, this I apologize. This conversation has uh, not left me at ease about uh, uh, this this travel ahead. I, you know, I, I you know, you already said you had passengers. I think I will I will uh, uh, take up a room at the saloon and, and maybe. Maybe wait for the next one. Well, sir, I can't say I necessarily agree with your assessment, but uh, uh, to each their own, and uh, you are entitled to your opinion. Um, uh, I can assure you the next cozy carriage uh, that comes through town uh, won't be nearly as uh, well-maintained as my own. But, uh, I, like I said, no hard feelings. You go about. I hope you make it to your uh, destination safely, sir. And you as well. And then I, uh, I, I dip around the corner and maybe I don't know, like into an outhouse or whatever. And I, you know, now I've got mutton chops and, and <laughs> different coloured eyes and no moustache, and my dress is, you know, sort of an out of place fancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a blend test for me, uh, to because this next disguise will probably go up to a little bit of scrutiny. Sure. Um, I just have a basic disguise kit. Does that give me any sort of bonuses? Um, it mostly allows you to do this. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. It, it means you have the means to, like, put on fake mutton chops and stuff like that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I I got uh, an eight. It is my high. Okay. Uh, also, just really quick, everyone can have a grip for excellent roleplay. This has been great so far. <laughs> uh, 
And uh. I'm back up to 12. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, you're able to reconvene with the group, Roland, now this time with mutton chops and a very uh, kind of a fanciful um, uh, cleaner outfit than what you had before, not like trappers' pelts and stuff. Um, uh, your armor has been like, you know, flipped around, cleaned and, and, uh, the like extra accessories have been put back in your disguise kit. Um, and, uh, you rejoin up with, um, uh, Pax and Kinsey. Excellent lookout work, Kinsey. Just top notch. I'm sorry, who are you, sir? Come on, Kinsey. I had. I'm talking in my voice. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are very good at that, my friend. <laughs> it just keeps changing. Well, you know, I. Uh, thank you. I'm just going to take the compliment. <laughs> uh, I I do believe I have tricked someone into a disadvantageous position, though. Uh, how so? Well, I made her look somewhere else while her belongings were rifled through. Okay, yeah. She cool. didn't exactly get robbed, per se, but she easily could have been, which is a disadvantageous <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, that's that's a XP for everyone. Have we hit any other triggers during this, by the way? All, you just have the three from Dan so far. All four of mine have been hit. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. So um, someone was threatened with violence right at the beginning. They were going to kill um, us. Uh, an open fight is avoided through underhanded means. We lied and didn't get shot. Um, you take something you want but don't deserve all of the spurs and the LRC tags. Um, and then I get away with breaking the law. You can pick which one you like. Um, <laughs> so. Um, so that's, that's seven right there. I suppose technically by not doing what we were supposed to do the first time and succeeding the second time around, you could say that patience has been rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Roland's patience here? <laughs> yes, yes, this is it. His patience with his cohort. Uh, yeah, yeah. It seems like it would have been hard for the two of you to succeed in the way that Roland and Pax just succeeded. You may have uh, had to actually have a conversation with Parkhurst about this stuff and tipped your hand a little bit, but because Roland was patient and accepted the approach you initially did, uh, there's there's another XP there. So that's eight XP right there. Um, all right. Uh, so you guys have all reconvened. Um, uh, you're able to look at the um, at the receipt a little more closely. Uh, Pax, the receipt is signed by a Mr. Jeff Graham of the Cozy Carriage Stagecoach Company. Um, and, uh, it's like, it's like notarized by him basically saying like, he's the one who's like, uh, uh, like who handed it off to, um, Mary. Um, it doesn't say, uh, well, it says... The, the package includes um, one small parcel. Um, that, that's, that's, what it, that's all it says. Um, one small parcel, and uh, it doesn't have, like, a sender. It just, uh, there's no, like, from or anything like that. It's just straight up, like, 
notarized by the uh, Cozy Carriage Stagecoach Company um, and given into the care of Mary Parkhurst of the Cozy St- Carriage Stagecoach Company um, to be delivered directly to uh, Marshal Leonard Yen, one small parcel. I wonder what this parcel could so much trouble attached to it. I, I damn have forgotten. Did the marshal tell us what was in the thing he handed us? He just said it was very important. No, it's a tablet. No, you don't, it's, it's not a, you don't know what's inside the lockbox. Oh, I thought it was, I thought we opened it. No, the lock was very high tech. Yeah, uh, I said, I said oh, it was okay. like the size of like uh, of like a dictionary, like a large, dic- large, medium ish dictionary. And I, I maybe you guys at one point like suggested that it could have been uh, a data pad or something in there. Um, but nothing has uh, become close to confirmed. It is just a very sophisticated lockbox that you guys do not have the technical where wherewithal to open. OK, cool. I think I assumed it was a, a like a data pad, like a tablet. Yeah. I think in our, I think in our like side conversations, you you made that assumption. <laughs> um, okay, so I do... well, I I I don't see a great way to ensure Miss Parkhurst's safety in this gambit we've we've undertaken, other than. Telling her perhaps not to go to Lonestead, take a different path. Again, but if we fail, then we're back. We're right back at faking our deaths. We could, once we get out of town, we could tell her, or we could take over ourselves and drive it. We could ensure her safety by making sure that her capture is peaceful. Sure, sure. My thought was, like, we could show some initiative and, like, uh, talk, you know, tell her, like, hey, you're going to get jumped. You should stay in town. We'll take the carriage. And then we could say, we investigated the whole thing and found all the details you might want. But we don't know what the details are. Right. In this scenario, we have to convince him that we're extremely good and loyal and smart. Right. But what if he doesn't believe that? Then we're dead. <laughs> then we won't have to fake our deaths, I suppose. I've talked myself <laughs> out of this plan. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we, I think probably. What about this? Okay. When, when, uh, uh, when, you know, he's done and he says, all right, now somebody take her off into the desert and shoot her execution style, right? We volunteer and make it look as if we've killed her. And instead just say, now lie down here as we bury you in a shallow grave, um, diggable out of. Once we've moved on. <laughs> like the type to do that, or would he just shoot her himself on the spot? Um, sort of my experience with 
big deadly gang leaders is they like to delegate. But sometimes they'll do the job on, on their own. You you did say you had a lot of gang experience. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I if all he wants is information about this parcel, then um, she should. We should tell her that she should just tell him. Sure. Okay. I'm coming to terms with not being able to ensure her safety, and I'm sort of looking inside myself, and I'm finding I'm, I may be okay with that. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, it's either that or we say, bit of a stretch, but we came to the town, and uh, she had just died and left her belongings behind. And we, we presented him what we what the information that we've found, you know, that this might have something to do with something, right? We have her, her bag, and then, you know, she'll have to give up her stuff, but she'll be alive. I guess the question is then, do you think that we're here alone? <laughs> Just fucking silence. <laughs> you mean in life, or...? No, if <laughs> no, <laughs> your grasp of the criminal underworld as ever, Kinsey, is astonishing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Okus. You know, I sure hope so. You know what? I've I've come to terms with it. We can't make sure she's safe. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Great. We're going to do what we can in the moment, but if it's just not possible, I want to be alive more than I want to make sure that she doesn't get hurt. I mean, we may not be able to stop her from being hurt, but we can most definitely stop her from being killed. Okay. That's great. How's that for compromise? Do you like that? Is I... That is that good? That's. I think that's great. I think let's go with that. All right, everybody, hands in on three. We'll do our best. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I've just sort Didn't of cleaned like coming the out packs, of my Does not like to be touched. Um, <laughs> so I've I've avoided any any of that. Um, great. So we're all in agreement. Uh, thumbs up on three. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. One, two, three, thumbs up. Okay, great. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys return to uh, the Cozy Carriage Stagecoach Company uh, stall. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Mary is there. Um, as you guys are born, she's like, welcome, welcome. Uh, Mary Parkhurst and shakes uh, uh, reaches out a hand to introduce herself to you again, Dan. Uh, 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 <laughs> sorry, I sort of forgot if I was going to give her a fake name. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, uh, Frederick. Uh, she shakes her hand just a little bit longer than normal and, like, leans in. She goes, we met before. I don't think so. Have been, you, uh, you ever been to Freedom City? I mean, 
Yeah, but who has it? Okay, well, I'm from there. She like looks at you with her one one eye, right? And she kind of like sizes you up a little bit and goes, "You seem ah, I don't know what it is. Anyways, I'm wasting daylight. Let's uh, let's get on the road, shall we? Yes. Okay. We that was off putting. Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, I guess you know, uh, uh, hours on the road makes me a little rusty when it comes to uh, comes to having uh, uh, passengers. I've been in this camp for a little too long. I'm ready to go. Um, so uh, uh, let's uh, climb aboard. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be your carriage. Uh, now I will see to your safety. Uh, we will go. Uh, we will head uh, southwest towards Alonestead. Uh, uh, we'll be able to make it to the next settlement a little bit after sunset, but fear not, I am, uh, well, um, experienced at, uh, at traveling at night, so, uh, you, you, uh, have nothing to worry for, these are safe roads anyways, uh, uh, so go ahead and climb on in, and she, uh, uh, you see her, like, pull out from, like, the, the boot of the, um, uh, uh, the wagon, she pulls out like a, like, uh, a double barrel, like shotgun and like pumps it and she goes and, uh, well, let's get on the road. Onward to Alonestead. And, uh, she, uh, uh, slaps the reins on the, uh, there's, uh, four horses in front of this coach. Uh, she snaps the reins on them and, uh, they go going out. And, uh, as uh, as it uh, continues down the road a little bit, and the sun starts getting a little bit lower in the sky, um, do you guys do anything prior to I'm nightfall? Or I'm going to take a look as we leave the settlement to see if there's anybody uh, you know seem to be following our track. Yeah, go ahead and roll an observe test. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Two successes, high of six. Let me know what your highest is. It's six. Okay. Um, yeah, you uh, uh, you kind of pull the curtain off to the side and watch the settlement kind of like disappear into the horizon. Uh, you don't seem to see any like suspicious activity of someone like riding out on horseback or like uh, or like sneaking, skulking into like the bushes outside of town or anything like that. Um, there's travel to and from, but nothing that seems um, nothing that seems strange. Don't look as it doesn't look as though we're being followed at the very least. Oh, are we alone? I get it now. Okay, yes, yes, yes. We are. We we're alone. We seem to be alone. Quite good at this criminal kind of thing. You you catch on remarkably quick, Kinsey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, do you guys do anything before, like, nightfall or or anything like that? Uh, I don't think before nightfall, but um, is there a town that... Did she mention a town bef- let, that we'll stay in before or overnight, or are we like camping? She she did mention that it was a straight shot, so you guys wouldn't be taking a break. Um, you're going to be traveling overnight, basically. But she did say that you were just now. She did say you were going to make a quick pit stop to a settlement a little after nightfall. Okay. 
Um, uh, but she then said, like, she was just going to, like, straight shot you to uh, Alana Stead from here. Um, I think I'm just, if you guys are good, I'm just going to go to sleep for a bit. It's been a stressful day. A lot of things, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of plates in the air. I'm going to take the opportunity to sleep while I can. Please, please wake me up before the ambush happens, if possible. <laughs> Sounds reasonable enough, sure. All right, so you, you take a rest, Roland, uh, so you can regain hit points if you've lost some. Uh, and, uh, yeah, anything else, or we move into the night? Uh, yeah, after, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, the sun, uh, dips below the horizon. It starts becoming proper nighttime. A little bit of a glow still in the, uh, in the light. Um, uh, you have, uh, a full moon and a half moon, uh, in the sky. Um, uh, kind of shed, shedding some light amongst the, uh, just plethora of stars, uh, in, in the night sky of Manifest. Um, and, uh. You see, like, she turns on a couple lights on the front of the wagon to kind of light the road ahead of her. Um, and uh, pretty shortly after that moment, um, you uh, glimpse headlights uh, off the road approaching swiftly. Um, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to knock on the carriage. Like the like the little, like, thing. Yeah, she slides the, the little window open and she goes... Yes? I'm going to be sick. Oh, um, well, we're we're not too far from town. Do you think you're going to be okay for the next uh, a couple hours? <clears throat> oh, all right, all right. We can pull over here, yeah. And she, like, snaps the reins and pulls them to the side, and the carriage comes to a stop. I kick um, Roland in the shins and I <laughs> to wake him up. Differential geometry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, is it? Okay. I'm up. I'm here. I'm up. And uh, and I will uh, run out or and pretend to be sick. I guess. And um, is she gonna? Is she stopping or is she getting down at so all she the help? The carriage, or? and you actually see she kind of like sh- scoots to the side of the uh, the chair. Sees you kind of like retching in uh, in the bushes on the side of the road, and then you see her eyes catch the headlights that are approaching off road, and she goes. Uh, miss, miss, if, if you can at all stomach it for a little while, we may want to move on, uh, uh, a little ways. Um, I, you know, I, I got a, I got a bucket in the back. We can, we can clean you up. Um, uh, but I think we should keep moving. Okay. Just one. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I would like to disappear into the darkness behind this stagecoach, if at all possible. Sure. Go ahead and roll a sneak test. Okay. Uh, you were up against a six. All right. Uh, that is two net hits. Okay. Uh, so she's like kind of glancing and you see she like checks back the road, checks up the road, trying to see if there's anything she can notice in the night sky as she sees this, like these headlights approaching, uh, uh pretty quickly from, uh, from the East. And she, um, she turns back, she goes, miss, I must ins- miss. And then she like leans down and looks in the back window at the two of you sitting in the carriage. She goes, where'd she get off to? Uh, um, but she was just over in the, where did, 
She's, I mean, she's got barfing disease, but it's just, (laughs) it's usually, I didn't, did you, I didn't see what, did you see where she, she slams the window shut and uh, you hear her like uh, pump the shotgun, get it ready. And she hops off of the uh, carriage and slams the door shut. And she's like, you two stay in there, slams the door shut. Uh, And then she turns on like a flashlight on the side of her shotgun and like kind of shines it to where you were throwing up. And she goes, miss, miss, are you, are you? Are you hurt? Where are you, miss? And she's kind of like kind of trying to figure out where you got off to. Okay. Um, and then I'd like to, if at all possible, be like on the top of the carriage and like like tackle her from like, like, a, like a sneak attack. <laughs> like yeah, trying mean- to knock the gun out of her hand, basically. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you've succeeded at your stealth test and you're pretty athletic, so I'm not going to make you roll to climb on top of this thing. Um, she's also looking in very much the wrong direction. Um, so yeah, you can make an attack roll. Are you trying to incapacitate her with this attack or just like, just like get a hold of her? Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what I want to do. So, um, so I, I mean... I would like to at least separate her and her gun. Okay. Um, and if I can do more, like, like knock her out or, like, because I, I don't have, like, the advanced talents for just, like, sneak attack. But, um, right. but uh, you know, sort of incapacitate her so that when, if these are our ally, allies, uh, that they don't, that they don't have to fight her. That right. she's she's unconscious, or that she's uh, conscious and unarmed and like re- subdued like... in whatever way I can manage, right? So that I so that she is it, basically I don't want them to like kill her or hurt her more than she has to be. So if I can do this without hurting her, that would be the best. But I don't think that that's possible. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, your read on her is uh, without having a role. You can tell she's pretty hardened. I mean, it's actually kind of relatively uncommon for stagecoach drivers not to have someone else riding shotgun with them. Yeah. Um, uh, and she seemed very comfortable in that position riding alone. Um, uh, so, uh, you, um, let's see. Uh, it could be unarmed or if you're using your knives in like a non-lethal way, it could be melee. Okay. Um, Um, it's going to be a minus two because you're trying to kind of incapacitate her. It's like kind of a called shot to like knock the weapon out of her hand. Sure. Okay. Um, and you can make two attacks because uh, you, you, even if you are using your melee weapons, they're, they're both quick actions to attack with. Okay. Um, and I don't roll against you because you completely snuck up on her. Okay, well, it's it's not as good as I would like, but I have a 10 high. Okay, I mean, don't forget, you got grit for days, too, so. Um, but the high doesn't matter, this is unopposed. Oh, okay, great. Um, so, uh, my first attack is three hits. Okay. Um, so, uh, and what are you using? Your, your, uh, your, your melee weapons, which I forget, are those knives? Or I forget they, are, they are knives. Um. <laughs> So are you using those in a non-lethal capacity, or are you just punching at her? What did um, you roll, melee or unarmed? I rolled. I rolled unarmed. Okay, um, cool. 
Um, what is your strength rating? My strength is uh, my muscle. Yes, yeah, sorry. What's is, your muscle rating? Is seven. Okay. Okay. Um, and you said you got three. I got th yeah. I got three hits. Okay, go ahead and roll again. Uh, so what you are able to do with the first blow, like all at once you're doing this, you drop down uh, from behind her um, as she's turning and you're able to like uh, kind of kick the uh, the gun down into the ground it kind of, uh, uh, where it like flies out. She isn't even able to like sh get a shot off on it. Um, and then uh, you kind of tumble into her and she like kind of falls down to one knee, uh, swearing as, as she goes and like you kind of hit her in the head with like an elbow and she's like, seems a little dizzied. Um, but you can tell she's going to fight you now. Yay. Like she's, <laughs> she's not just going to like get on arm to be like, oh, what? Like she's, she's like, uh, her instincts, you can tell, like you've seen this before, her, her instincts are about to kick in and you two are going to be like blow for blow fighting until one of you is unconscious. Step in to prevent that. Uh, well, she still gets her second attack first. Okay. Um, and is this uh, unarmed or melee? Uh, this one will be a melee. Hopefully, I can get enough um, of an attack on her that, she, like, um, I can get maybe like the blade at, at like, at sure. her. So because it is a it is a lethal weapon, it will be at a minus two. Okay. Um, and you just let me know if you want to spend any grit. Um, I'm going to, I'm spending one grit to make my unluck. Okay. Ugh, gross. I got hits on all five of my dice, but they're... Well, I have a six. It's not very good. All right, I have three net hits. <laughs> all right, how much damage is that? Um... Uh... Not nine? Nine? Nine. Okay, uh, so, um, uh, Kinsey, you hear the, you, like, feel the rocking of the carriage, and you hear the shouting, uh, of the fight. You immediately slam the door open, uh, 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 like, getting ready to, like, help with whatever's going on, and you see, um, uh, Pax engaged in a, in a fight with, um, uh, with Mary, and uh, Pax is, like, kicked and, like, kind of elbowed and dizzied her up. And she stands up and immediately throws a punch at you, Pax. And you, like, kind of duck swiftly, flipping your, your knife uh, 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 the opposite direction you normally do. And kind of, like, punching it at her. Um, uh, like, into, like, uh, the, like, head. And uh, she, like, stumbles a little bit. And then you uh, raise up your knee and, like, hit her in the, uh, in the jaw. And she goes flying back and lands on the grass unconscious. Cool. That's what I wanted. Um, uh, so. And uh, and and Kinsey, what do you look like? Do you got like a gun out or anything? Are you like? <laughs> yeah, I, I exited the the carriage with uh, my pistol in my hand, ready to point it at her face and tell her to stop it. Clearly, I'm not needed here, so I suppose I'll just tuck myself back into the carriage then. <laughs> well done, you've got it. Yeah. At this moment, the headlights are extremely close. Uh, uh, you're not sure if they managed to see you finishing, uh, knocking her unconscious. Um, uh, they may have. They may have just seen, like, movement outside the carriage. Hard to say. But that truck is flying real fast. It comes to a skidding halt 
and you see at the wheel uh, 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 with like her bandana, like pulling her hair back, uh, Cho Saxton um, uh, looking through like a little confused and kind of propped up with a leg up on the side of the truck bed. Uh, Miguel uh, has his gun at the ready. And then like out of like the, the like shadows, you see like the Ache like flying from the front of the carriage into, into the light of the headlights and the others, like you hear like uh, uh, the, doesn't seem like Bo's motorcycles anywhere nearby. Um, Bo is also in the back of the truck with Miguel um, and, uh, yeah, the rest of the dead man's gang kind of surrounds, uh, the lot of you and, uh, kind of hopping out of the, uh, uh, hopping off of the back of the Ache is, uh, Rufus and he looks at the unconscious, uh, Mary and looks at you and goes, the hell? And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Mm-hmm.